Hello, our prepubescent gembryos. Welcome to Gem Girls, the cartoon hate watch podcast where we purposely fall through the dark cracks of 80s era cartoons and search for the most awful of animation, particularly the best worst among them all, Gem and the Holograms. I'm Hakuna Matidis. And I am Orifice Jones. And today we are reverse cowgirling some hardcore daddy issues real hard with Gem, season two, episode seven, Father's Day, written by none other than America's sweetheart, the creator of Lobo, the tragically deceased Roger <laughs> Slice of Slifer, aka Roger Wifers for Slifer, aka Roger Slifer for Lifers. Um, JK, those are all super fake Facebook groups we made up on behalf of the hype man Slife Man because we have zero respect for the dead. <laughs> So true, but also probably <laughs> less respect for the living. But uh, true, who's counting? True, yeah. Who's counting? Uh, no one, because respect isn't something you can count. Um, anyway, along with being the episode that birthed a lot of creepy Mr. Gabor Kimber slash fictions, at least in our collective eyeball consciousness, um, mm-hmm. this is also <laughs> the one, according to IMDb, where Gem and the Holograms commit to help Video create a special gift for her father and prepare to perform at a benefit banquet. Pizzazz and the Misfits disbelieve Clash's claim that, is she, that she is beloved by her father and decide to come to the banquet too. Meanwhile, Kimber is surly and uncooperative. Uh, I love how they disbelieve Clash's claim that she's beloved by her father because that is unbelievable. Uh, and also yeah, how they're calling fucking <laughs> Kimber Surly. It's like, okay, IMDB, like this bitch is reliv- reliving some trauma and you're going to call a girl Surly. I wasn't into it. Um, I feel like her attitude was justified. Hundo um, P justified. Uh, she was a righteous bitch, like in the best way. Yeah, uh, but anyways, truly. before we dive into Daddy's Day, which is what I will be referring to this episode as from here on out, uh, let's introduce a special guest to this week's episode. We know him, you know him, except you don't. The wonderfully <laughs> weird and universally beloved, except again, not really, Matt oh. Whoa, Matt Wall, welcome. Oh, I love the shade and the warm welcome. <laughs> no problem. I, I, the best for our boo-boo. I, I, wish, I wish I had as cool of a name as you guys. I didn't, I didn't come prepared for the name, so... I'll just go by Matt. That was pretty cool. Okay. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could feel free to also use our slave names here and there. We'll we'll, we'll still respond to them, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Still, you could use our stage names whenever you feel like it. Perfect. Anyway, so let's dive into Daddy's Day, which uh, also aired October first, nineteen eighty-seven. That's just a fun flactoid. Um, and yeah, so the episode necessary. such a soup's nest. Soup's nest. It's like. Start a Halloween season, and it's also not even close to Father's Day. It's months afterwards, so that's unbelievably timed. Um, Anyway, so this episode, uh, it opens at a film studio, and they're singing some song while shooting a video of them, like, flying through the night sky or some shit. Uh, I think they're singing, like, Me and the Music. 
Yeah, um, they're spinning on some type of platform. Video, of course, is there because she videotapes things as per her name. Right, And there's exactly. some, like, foreign dude with an accent who lies to them and tells them they look great. Um, yeah, because uh, Jem is wearing her classic, like, boa constrictor, like, flotation device. Yeah, and brown eyeshadow. Yeah, exactly, like, Burn real it. shitty eyeshadow. <laughs> <laughs> A real shitty shade, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, she took her poo and, like, smeared it on her eyes. Yeah, like war paint style. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, they they basically say to Video, like, Video, like, you do so much in making our, like, making our image. If there's something we can do for you, and I'm like, Video, you're not getting paid for this? Like, I'm very confused <laughs> as to what your relationship is to this band. Uh, because, I don't know, either, like, Jem, eat a girl out because she's fiending for it, or, like, pay a bitch. Yeah. I I was gonna say, I I found it trippy how how many times they used the word video when they were addressing her. (laughs) They they were like, it was, was like, so much repetition of the word video, and I was like, wow, that is, that is trippy. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Because yeah, they're making video, a video, making her a video. name is video, yeah, she makes videos, it's, it's, yeah, it's, that's like three layers right there. Video, videoing a video, and. Yeah, yeah. I guess from Yeah, the... sometimes they like to give, sometimes they like to give names to characters that reflect what they do. Like, there's another character named Dance, who's yeah. a dancer. Yeah, <laughs> dances, yeah. That keeps it easy. Yeah, exactly. There's that other trick, Clash, who was annoying, so that makes sense as well. <laughs> Uh, anyways, and then we learned that Video needs to get something for her dad for Father's Day, and then they all decide to produce a video for him, uh, so that Video can take this home to him, which I also just thought was, like, a weird concept of why this, this band is gonna produce a Father's Day video for someone that's not their father, uh... <laughs> And they also include footage of their own fathers, which, I, I mean, I understand, like, the concept, but if I was a dad and I saw a bunch of video of, like, some other dad and some other daughters, I'd be like, why did you make this for me? Who are these people? <laughs> yeah, truly, I don't know. And it's somehow a gift. Um, yeah, yeah. But anyway. a Father's Day banquet? Like, the fuck is that, too? <laughs> I know. I have never been invited to or heard of a Father's Day banquet. <laughs> um, but, like, not everyone is so on board with this idea. They basically, like, volunteer True. to produce this song, um, make a video, write lyrics, blah, blah, blah. And Kimber, who is the resident songwriter, the only one with musical talent, is not down. Like, yeah, bitch has, like, mad stank face. Like, it cuts from, like, her <laughs> stank facing to, like, her stank facing in the car, and it's, it's pretty real. Is she the redhead? Yeah, yes. yeah. Kimber's the redhead, who's the little sister of Jem slash Jerrica, the, like, blonde bitch in charge. Oh, yeah. She's she's very deep. She she ran off the stage yeah. during the performance. I found out. I was like, oh, my God. She's just going to leave right now? Uh, yeah, she has gumption. She has sad <laughs> attitude. But it's, like, not enough to get away from Jerrica's, like, iron grip around it. Because they have this exchange where they get out of the car and Kimber's like, you know, whatever, I'm not doing this. And then Kimber straight up, or Jerrica straight up, like, manhandles Kimber, like, grabs her. is like, no, bitch, you're doing this. Yeah. And she's like, why are you so quiet? What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, duh. Like, why are we, like, why is this a thing that you're volunteering 
us to do. It has nothing to do with our musical careers, um, which is great. Like, it's so yeah, true. We like, don't even do have a father. <laughs> Their father just died. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Jarek is like, what? Why are you so sad? What could be making you sad about this scenario? And she's like, stop being so selfish. And I feel like, Jerrica, I feel like you're being selfish here because you're like forcing your grieving sister. You don't really pay attention to emotionally to do something that is like traumatic for her. Yeah, who's also legally still a, a child. Person. Yeah, she's also still a child. So yeah, videos our friend and she needs our support. Like, bitch, why don't you just give her money or like, like you said, lick her pussy, which she obviously wants. Exactly. That would be the real Father's Day gift, uh, I think. <laughs> Everyone really wants. The father included. Mr. Video, I'm sure, would love that. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> but Kimber storms off. She goes to the attic, and she finds uh, a dad box. I like how it's labeled dad. Uh, and gets, you know, mad emotional. And this is where we get this song, Something is Missing in My Life. I feel a loss, and it's got me kind of shook. I keep on searching, but it's nowhere I look. Something is missing, something is missing in my life. Will somebody tell me where it's something gone? Is, something is missing in my life. Somebody tell me where I've gone wrong. This music video is interesting. I like how Mr. Benton kept a book of photos of himself with his initials plastered on the cover. I think it's a very, like, strong <laughs> diva moment. <laughs> We also yeah, see Mr. True. Benton, like, looking all poolside. And he actually, like, there was a moment I was like, all right, Mr. Benton was kind of a piece back in the day. What's up? Um, I did not notice he was hot. Did you, Matt? No, I missed that, missed that part. It was a blinking, you miss it shirtless moment. Obviously, I wasn't blinking. <laughs> <laughs> You're such... A thirsty bitch. I'm sorry, but like... That's true. I mean, I gotta take it where I can get it. And like, where I can get it is cartoons from the 80s these days. So that's that's where my head is at. <laughs> I wasn't blinking. That's like a good... That's a good line. I like that. <laughs> Feel free to use it. But also, well, credit me if you do. Uh, anyways, this music video... <laughs> yeah, trademark. I, I, I wasn't blinking. Uh... So the rest of the video is a little bit more like montage accent action. At one point, like Kimber twirls a cyclone. I thought that was kind of cool. There's like a, a oh, mass yeah. of air that she manhandles a little bit. Yeah, she creates a tornado of emotion or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a maelstrom of feelings. Um, <laughs> and, and there's like a bunch of more of like Kimber daddy action. I feel like at one point Kimber has like brown hair in the flashbacks, which was like, oh, is she like a bottle redhead? Um, yeah, I guess so. Do the curtains match the drapes? Or wait, do That's the whatever. carpet match the drapes or whatever they say? Yeah, there you go. There you the hard-hitting questions. We don't have pubes. You, Probably. She is still talking. You know, you know who she was giving me vibes of is, is the, the girl from the Wendy's. Like, she, she had kind of that, like, pigtail, red hair, like... Vibe. Yeah, yeah, Kimber can pull off a Wendy's. Yeah, life. I was like, wow, is this like how she how she became famous and like joined this joined this group of of singers and like she started yeah, off as how... a child star in the Wendy's commercials. Yeah, this is oh uh, Wendy's, God. the untold documentary. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, no. The untold story, Wendy. Not having the benefit. She became a burger icon. Exactly. <laughs> not having the benefit of, of watching the show before. That was like the backstory I made up in my mind. I was like, yep, okay, she's the Wendy's girl. Yep. <laughs> uh, also, at the very end of this, like, Kimber slash Wendy is like smelling this like fabulous blue fur coat. And I was like, did Mr. Benton like wear that? Was he also a pimp? <laughs> Cause like, yeah, I don't um, know. That was one like not was. a man's coat or like a fabulous man's coat. I don't know. Well, he has all those orphans to pimp out. Like it's an established fact that he was a pimp. That's true. An orphan pimp. The, I mean, <laughs> I was going to say best kind, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to reel that one back. <laughs> Yeah, an orphan pimp is probably not the best kind of pimp. Probably not the best kind. You gotta work with what you got in this world. Yeah, and if you got orphans, pimp them out. (laughs) (laughs) The old saying. (laughs) You can use that one too, Matt. Yeah, yeah. No trademark penny on that one. It's already trademarked. I like that. It's like a new rendition of the play Annie. If I'm ever directing that, I'll be like, you got orphans, you know? (laughs) We got orphans. Uh, I gotta pick them up. Uh, yeah, these mouths ain't gonna feed themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's really, that's really. That's well, I was gonna go even more graphic, but I, I uh, I'm gonna again rein it in. Not talk about sexual activity and orphans anymore, at least for the next like sixty seconds. Uh, anyways, Kimber. She's all, like, she's too traumatized to really relay these emotions to her sister, who is emotionally closed off. Uh, Yeah. And then we go to Video's town. I think it's called Mulberry. Yeah. And that's where they're hosting a special Father's Day banquet, and everyone is going to be there. And I was like, Video, who the fuck is everyone in this situation? Like, all, all the townies in your, I don't know, little suburban enclave? Yeah, um... I don't know what's happening. And also, I don't know if we go to the hometown quite yet. No, 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 we don't. This is like video explaining the concept of a special Father's Day banquet, which I already have issues with as well, because that is not a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, basically, like, there's a lot more of Jerrica screaming at Kimber for being selfish and, like, Kimber saying, I don't want to do this. I don't want to watch this stupid slideshow of, like, my dad who's dead. Um, I have better things to do. And Jerrica, like, tries to be nice and is like, what's wrong with you? Like, talk to me. Are you ready to write that song yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Kimber Which... says, like, I have better things to do with my time. And Jerrica's like, yeah, write the fucking song for the video, you mean? It's like, whoa, <laughs> dude. Um, and then, like, she storms out and... Shayna's like, I wonder what's gotten into her. I'm like, how are you guys so emotionally obtuse? And then Jerrica says, like, oh, it's just one of her tantrums. Like, yo, dude, Um, like, it's your father, too. Uh, How are you not making these connections? Yeah, I don't know. Nah, yeah. She uh, she has issues. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jerrica's processing her emotions by not having any. And also, I guess hating on her sister for displaying any form of weakness, which mm, I can uh, respect that. Uh, Matt, do you, did you realize that they were sisters? No, that was, that was totally above my head. Didn't have that, didn't have that context. 
interesting because she doesn't even act like a sister at all no she doesn't and honestly one of the other things i found a little trippy was like how quickly the scenes cut so i wasn't really there wasn't a whole lot of like character interaction before like bam next scene and i was like okay Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They burn through the plot on this motherfucker. Uh, like, which when you're t- when I'm taking notes, I have to pause it multiple times to be like, oh, let's take a second. What happened? Yeah. We sometimes have to watch it twice. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a whole mess. Uh, but yeah, just as you said, we cut immediately to Pizzazz, um, who's wearing an outfit that's quite loud. Like I liked it. Of, like, like I thought she was giving me like butterfly vibes or like a Rorschach test. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like a Rorschach, uh, like butterfly sweater tie dye moment. Yeah, um, yeah. Which you know, not enough of those hanging around. And and then some sort of like white trash rock, like glam rock star from the eighties headband around her he- head. Um, that was pretty cool. But it was a yeah, lot. it was a moment. It was a moment. Um. And she's with her dad, Mr. Gabor, our favorite oil tycoon. And he's basically like, oh, what do you want? What is it now? Like, I don't have time for Father's Day. I'm meeting a guy about some pure Arabian horses. And I was like, all right, that's either code for drugs or human trafficking. Like, you ain't buying any horses, buddy. Yeah, maybe if they're, like, stuffed with diamonds or cocaine. Yeah, like, hopefully both. Um... But anyways, it's, a, it's another classic pizzazz being deflected by her dad, uh, who won't even acknowledge that she has her own money, which I was like, oh, that's tragic too. Yeah. I mean, like, does she, though? I feel like they don't really do much to make money. They just try to sabotage Gem and the Holograms all the time. Yeah, but I, I like, they're selling albums, records or whatever. She must have some sort of, like, stipend. I imagine, like, Eric is her legal guardian at this point. It's like a Britney Spears situation. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, to give you context, um, I don't know if you got this from the episode, but like the Misfits are the immoral, like evil rock band. Ah, okay. Um, that always tries to sabotage and or kill Gem and the Holograms. Got it. Okay. Or like the the, the do gooder ones and like you know care for orphans and all that crap. I you know I was I was like <laughs> as I was watching I was like wow these people are super rich like. All of them, like, they were in mansions walking around. I was like, wow, like, these these must be very successful bands. Like, Lady Gaga status, you know? Uh, I mean, in the show universe, like, they are, which is astounding because all the music is terrible. Uh, (laughs) But they also, both bands also inherited a lot of wealth. So Jerrica and, like, the Holograms, like, you know won a mansion and also their father gave them a, like a music record company and pizzazz mr gabor is already like a multi-billionaire oil tycoon so she also is a, a lady of means already i mean gifting a mansion i mean the the, the banquet for father's day makes sense you know like that's <laughs> it's just about as yeah, extra yeah. Also, yeah, everyone yeah everyone in mulberry was pretty well off as well it uh it was um very like pleasant towny uh and this is uh, this is where Clash, who is the most annoying character in the world, and called Clash because she's you know it, it, she grates on your ears. Uh, she invites them all to Mulberry, which I actually like Pizzazz's line, which is like that sounds like a new soda for wimps. And I'm like yes, yes it does. Uh, and she invites them to this Father's Day banquet. Uh, 
And then my favorite part, though, is Clash says, like, yeah, like, you know, there's a Father's Day banquet, and my dad loves me, and Pizzazz is, like, mystified by the idea of a father adoring his daughter. And I'm like, wow, that is super <laughs> tragic. And I, I would also yeah, be skeptical if the dark. daughter in question is Clash. It is, is Pizzazz the one <laughs> who had, like, the hair that looked like some sort of, like, creature with a tail come down? That was Clash. That oh, that's Clash. Clash. No, okay. that's Clash. <laughs> God. Yeah, yeah, with the fucking rat tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The side rat tail. Like, it, it came... It... Exactly. <laughs> the rat tail no one asked for, but it's the rat tail we got. Yeah, uh, we do not like Clash. Um, no, Clash as you can tell, nice. she looks awful, and her hair makes no sense, and she's the worst. So, uh, also, yeah. her dad is also the worst because uh, we go to <laughs> fucking Mulberry and we go into the suburban reality. Uh, and like Clash's dad actually seems normal at first, but then he's like a pure dick uh, later on because uh, they roll up Clash and the Misfits roll up to like to their dad and like across the street is video with her like, you know, super square cookie cutter dad and mom Uh Clash yeah, is so lame. Super lame. And like mad weak sauce. I was like, look, this motherfucker's coming into your house, eating all your fucking food. Uh, you know, drop a you know, drop a line. Not even drop a line, I don't know. Set some boundaries, is what I'm saying. Drop a line. <laughs> drop a line? Make a line in the sand? I don't know. I'm delirious. Um, yeah, I was not living for the mom. She was just such a like small town homemaker type, which like no shade. But like, she just lacked you know, any sort of character outside of being, like, a housewife. Yeah, and I think, her like, her one line is, like, Clash's dad invites them all over to dinner, and she says something to the effect of, like, oh, well, we don't have much, but I guess we can, like, stretch it out or something. Which I was like, yo, lady, if you're hella poor and, like, they're gonna eat all your food, just say so. Don't be so weak about it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then when they're eating... And, like, we know the misfits like to eat. They're kind yeah. of fat bitches like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, they go to uh, <laughs> music store buffets, which are also a thing in this show. <laughs> well, yeah. And so they eat a lot. They gobble everything up. And she's like, wow, you girls can really eat. Um, and I was like, but again, you did not have to feed them. Yeah, yeah. And then she, like, the, the, the mom. And also they call each, like, the mom and dad call each other mom and dad. Which I, I've always found disgusting when t- TV parents do that. <laughs> it's like, do you call each other that in bed kind of thing? Which maybe, maybe that's a look. I don't know. But anyways, um, mom. Mom, as she refers to herself, which is, again, super creepy, <laughs> makes them all popcorn. <laughs> Uh, for when they start watching videos of Clash as a kid, even though they're at Video's house, I was very, I thought that that was very strange too. Yeah, I don't know why everyone is watching childhood videos all of a sudden. Like, is this something you guys do on Father's Day? Because I don't. No, no. I don't think there's not a lot of footage of me as a child either. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe I t- I've taken my dad out for food once or twice and like gave him a card from Shoppers Drug Mart, but I, like, everyone is being so extra about this. I yeah, I've never that. enlisted several pop bands to produce a video and then go to the <laughs> to present said video for Father's Day. Never done that. Oh my god, in thigh-high boots, no less. Well, you know, I usually do Father's Day in thigh-high boots, <laughs> but the rest, not so much. 
and so much mesh. <laughs> and every, it's Father's Day, obviously. Everyone has a scarf. That was one one thing I, I noted. Like I was like, wow, like everyone's fashionable. Everyone's got their own scarf and their own style. And I was like, should I get a scarf? Uh, actually, this show, everyone gets a scarf. Uh, this show, there are, there are some looks here and there. Yeah, I mean, like these. The show is produced to like essentially advertise a toy line. Uh, of fashion dolls. So, like, the looks are pretty key to, like, selling different shit you could buy for dolls. If that Got it. Sense. Okay. Got it. Yep. Yeah, they're supposed to be, kind of be, like, Barbie. In- interchangeable scarves. I'm with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And then if you yeah. collect all the scarves, they turn into one super scarf. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, yeah, game pretty fucking sentience. cool. It's like a, it's like a, so we call the infinity scarf. It's like a transformer crossover. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, for real though, this show is like known as being well more GI Joe for girls, but also Transformers for girls, kind of similar. If there were gonna be a crossover for this show, like you know, probably wouldn't be like we've actually just King of the Hill. But no, we've discussed. We've discussed. <laughs> <laughs> That would actually be pretty dope. I would like to see Peggy. Yeah. There's a Peggy Hill character who actually comes up in this episode. Oh my god. Uh, we'll get to it. We'll point it out. But we actually have discussed the premise of a gem and Transformers crossover. Uh, which I forget the weird plot that we outlined, but it made some sense. Like, Jem turned into a... Jerrica turns into Jem who turns into a car. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Jocelyn, do you, never... yeah, do you know anything about Transformers? <laughs> no. I, say, I, love that. <laughs> I think G.I. Joe, like if you did a crossover with like G.I. Joe and called it G.I. Gem. And like oh, the, yeah. the gem and the holograms represent like the American army or something. And the misfits are some rogue, like communist, like... No, they, got, uh, they gotta defectors. be They gotta be Cobra Commander or Cobra, like Cobra is the evil organization in GI Joe. Okay, cool. I knew there had to be one. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more amorphous, all evil countries as opposed to just you know the Soviets or China or something. Hmm, that's surprising for the eighties. Uh, yeah, but they're also led by this dude called Cobra Commander, who's like such a fucking queen and like has a mad lisp. It's really <laughs> great. Uh, wow. Yeah. I highly recommend. That sounds good. Um, anyways, back to this episode. As they're watching these like home movies of video and clash, at one point everyone just starts ganging up on video um, because she throws some shade at Clash, and everyone just like starts beating her up. Basically, uh, <laughs> fucking like the 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 British misfit, whatever her name is, like yanks the chair under video and like topples her to the floor in her own house. It was amazing. Yeah, I can't believe they just took that lying down. I know, I know. And then a Clash's dad, and this is when he becomes a little bit more evil. Um, and then Video's dad all week is like, oh, I should have popped him one. And then Video and also Super Weakness is like, no, violence ever does anything or something to that effect. Yeah, I do want to note that Clash looked like an absolute gremlin as a baby. Oh, dude, for sure. What a fucking <laughs> fugly baby. Like, scary as hell. And I'm pretty sure she had that, like, afro rat tail situation even then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a monster baby, for realsies. Or a trendsetter. I mean, I have to be older. 
<laughs> I'm just playing devil's advocate. That's not a trend I ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. playing devil's advocate. You'll see me with a side rat tail soon. Oh, wow. Oh, that should be one of your in-between styles if you cut your Yeah, hair. I like yeah, it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, you might be the only one, but anyways. Uh, <laughs> We go to back to Starlight Music and Kimber's still being mad dramatic while uh, Jerrica actually comes into her room looking like really dope and like a business cowboy look. I liked it. Yeah, we like business cowboys. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Kimber's like, I don't know, tossing and turning in bed basically like I'm not going to write the song ever, which is super dramatic and we cut to commercial uh, and we come back and we're on the road with the holograms or cruising in their cruiser. Or whatever the car is called. Um, the Rock and Roadster. Rock and Roadster. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I mean, basically the same. Right, right. Fucking nonsense. Uh, and they're on some sort of road trip, and Kimber is, like, not amused. Uh, we don't really know where they're going. Uh, and then we go back to Mulberry. All I really have a note is, like, video looks very Beetlejuicy. She's wearing, like, a purple and stripes <laughs> look. <laughs> um, yeah, um, she's basically filming families in Mulberry for her, like, Father's Day video. Right. Um, Again, a little but, confusing that a video for her father is going to include a lot of other children and fathers, but whatever. Um, and people are like, why are you filming this? And she says it's a surprise. And then we cut to the misfits who are driving in a, around in a pretty hot car. Oh, yeah, super Looking fly. pretty stylish. Um and Pizzazz is complaining that this town sucks. Like, let's let's fuck shit up a little bit. And we cut to their next song, Let's Blow This Town. Right, which is um, Truck Stop Hooker Anthem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's more like a traveling band of hookers. Like, right, right. A convoy, of, a convoy of prostitutes. Uh, I, I <laughs> loved it. Probably the best kind of convoy. I, I love that scene. It was it was like they were just really fed up at that bowling alley, and they were not having it. Like, <laughs> dude, yeah, Pizzazz like throws a bitch down at that bowling alley. She's like, no, don't just shove. She like shoves her to the ground. It's great. Uh, it was, I'm pretty sure that was a little girl. It's <laughs> Uh, we also get some decent, like, very ball-centric transitions, like a paint can <laughs> transforms into a bowling ball, which transforms into a pool ball. So a lot of balls going around. Um, yeah, we could have had more ball transitions. We could have had an eyeball. Yeah, I mean, that was... testicles. Exactly. We didn't... I was surprised by all of the balls rolling that we didn't get an eyeball moment. The testicle, I'm, like, less surprised by, but it would have been nice. <laughs> it would have been appreciated. <laughs> Yeah, the, the scene the like, scene cuts were super trippy in that one. I was like, wow, this is this is gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the, the the really glinty and shiny car too, like took me like back for a second. I was like, wow, this car is fucking shiny. <laughs> um the car was shiny AF. Pizzazz was littering. Um, you know, just generally being a menace. Um and basically like they want to leave the town um, and Clash is begging with them to begging them not to leave because she wants to make video jealous. 
And so they catch wind of video shoot and they decide to like crash it and kind of ruin it. Um, and we cut to video kind of telling everyone about her relationship with Jem. Um, which is like video relax. Yeah. I was like, stop trying to like have like some adjacent stardom, you know, like she uses you to make videos, you know, relax. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and yeah, she's basically like, I need to go now. I need to go now. Like I have things to do and people are like, this is the price of stardom, baby. Um, and Clash is not having it. Um, she clashes her wrist symbols really loud to make herself the center of attention. And she basically calls video a fake. Right. She's like, you don't know the holograms for realsies. You're just saying that. Check out me with my famous friends, the Misfits. Like, they're here right now. And you can't blame the fine, simple folk of Bowberry uh, <laughs> to... <laughs> Not, you know, cling to the, like, the celebrities that are actually there. So I give them, I give them a pass on that one. Um, oh, for sure. And then Uncle Buzz is saying something to the effect of, like, Clash, oh, she's such a star. And it's like, yo, your daughter is not a star. She is literally just the flunky of actual famous people. Uh, at least video technically has a job. True. Yeah, Clash doesn't do anything. Yeah, she's just, I mean, she goes in disguises and is a general annoyance to many, but that's basically it. <laughs> Uh, my other question, though, is, I and I wonder what you guys think of this as well, is everyone in Mulberry mentally challenged or developmentally challenged? <laughs> because some, like, real simple woman comes up to video, she's like, y'all don't need no lies to tell us nothing done already done had hers. And it's like, what the <laughs> fuck did you just say, lady? Um, I thought, okay, what she, what she said was a lot made a lot more sense than what you just said. <laughs> it's what I heard, all right? I'm living my truth. She was like, you don't have to lie. We like you anyway, even if you don't know Gem and the Holograms. But she said um, it in that, uh, you yeah. don't need no lie telling to keep us on that truth fine. I don't know what I just said. <laughs> yeah, the, she said something, it was just like, it didn't make much sense. The, the random accent, like there, that, there was like, a southern accent there was like a british accent at one point and i'm like this is like a they're just dropping that in there to confuse us like <laughs> yeah yeah like where the fuck yeah, is mo where yeah, i have no idea the twilight zone well yeah like every place and space in this show is almost like the twilight zone because like up until two episodes ago we were like is this in california could this be in California? Yeah, Where yeah. We, we toyed with the idea Texas? of it being in North Dakota. We weren't really sure for a bit. <laughs> oh, so it's like yeah. the Simpsons in that way. Like, where is Springfield? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They don't even name a town. Like, we don't even know. They don't even name the city. Um, oh, I like that. Where the holograms operate. Yeah, it's vaguely in California. We're not sure if that's more LA, more San Francisco. Santa Monica, I don't fucking know. Well, I'll let you guys know if I see them in San Francisco. Please. <laughs> Please. I, that would I'm so sure they're looking funny. mad busted and like hella messy. Oh. Days, but I'm, they're still around. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically, like after this whole clash and video scene, we cut to the holograms who arrive at a stable. Christie's stable. To go crispy? Christie's. I think it was Christie's stable, no? Okay, sure. Um, that is a detail I did not pay attention to. It's important. It's important. Not important. <laughs> okay. 
they arrive and they go riding. Um, and basically, like, five minutes in, Aja's like, so are you inspired yet, Kimber? <laughs> and it's like, I, 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 I had issues with this because you're like, okay, this is like a, a place where she has a lot of memories tied to her father. She, that guy only died not too long ago. Like, you're basically forcing this child to relive a lot of trauma right now. Maybe this isn't the best <laughs> way to go about this. Um, but they insist upon it anyway, and, like, of course, Kimber, like, who is quite emotional, um, is, like, not having it, and... Yeah, she calls her, she's like, Kimber, like, you're being childish, and, like, okay, one, bitch lost her father, and then Kimber comes back with, so I'm a child, sue me, and it's like, yeah, you're, she's a child, why are you forcing her to write music for you? Right, like... She should be in school! Yeah, they... Never take her to school, Matt. And she's always touring. That's and playing free concerts. That's not right. No, it's not. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not. It seems it's really cool, like as and a sixteen-year-old, is... but it, uh, it, ain't, it ain't okay. Um. So yeah, like Kimber obviously storms off on her horse, and her horse freaks out, and like she falls off of it dude she doesn't um, fall off she gets launched off she gets way. tossed yeah she's tossed <laughs> dude like it's like a spring-loaded horse or something that hit an eject <laughs> button because she like flies over like half of a field um yeah she didn't end up paralyzed though yeah but, it's like that's um, what i was like that, that she'd be dead or something but apparently not <laughs> um and then we see mr gabor who's like on business about a horse or two horses, whatever. And he comes over to check in on her, and he basically says, "Like, listen, like, grab a doctor. Like, he's Doc actually Martin. being Doc Martin specifically. Doc Martin. <laughs> yeah, which I was like, they really are very bad at coming up with names on this show. <laughs> um, and he's actually being useful and like a human being, and he's kind of giving me daddy energy, dude. Core, like, core daddy energy. Like, but not straight daddy. Like, I'm pretty sure all the men in the show are gay. Yeah, and also Kimber is, like, a twink, so that makes sense. <laughs> Kimber's, like, a 14-year-old twink. That, that's And, like, her with Mr. Gabor, that's what I was getting. Like, you know, gay daddy, uh, sugar boy twink. That's That was the energy I was, I was getting. Wow, maybe you need to write that fan fiction. Uh, I'm already disturbed by it. I really am. Um... <laughs> As this is happening, video up in, I don't know, Hicksville is trying to reach the holograms. And this is where we see that Peggy Hilbish, who's apparently named Miss Bailey, uh, she pops in and out of the of the gemverse every once in a while. But she's like at the at Starlight and she's like, no, video, I'm sorry. Uh, they're all out going to do some shit. Uh, they don't really don't care about your song, apparently. Yeah. And we go back and... Kimber is coming too. She's getting saved by Mr. Gabor. And I have a question. Did anyone happen to clock what Shayna is wearing in this scene? No. Matt, do you know who Shayna is? No, but I'm just going to, like, venture a guess. Is she wearing a scarf? She is not wearing a scarf, but it's arguably scarf adjacent because she's wearing, like, this Ring, like frilly dangled monstrosity like you know pillows <laughs> that will have like a little like frill or a little dangly frill or something you see at the ends of curtains or something like it's a doily that but it's a yeah like yeah a tassel. Same, a tassel 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 uh tassel. she's wearing that and it seems like it's like like you know taped onto her chest and <laughs> it's like a it has a swoop and it's a monstrosity i was like they 
Always make Shayna look terrible. She looks <laughs> extra fucking terrible. Um, yeah, Shayna's the black one with purple hair and like triangle hair. I tri- purple triangle hair, and we call racism because it's like yeah, you want to like put a token black character in there, but you like make her look horrible every time. Yeah, she needs a scarf then. Yeah. Bitch needs a scarf. Maybe I don't know a new head of hair or a a hat. Um. Yeah. No. Actually, I did see that outfit, and you're right. It was awful. Yeah. I. Um, I was. I was taken aback. Um. So yeah, Kimber comes to, and she basically like realize they all realize that um Mr. Gabor is Pizzazz's father. Um, and he talks about this, like, super sad story about how Pizzazz has been, uh, uncontrollable since her mother left them and he raised her on his own and he takes blame, which he should for her terribleness. Um, and yeah, he's like a terrible negligent father who like throws money around and doesn't talk to her. So of course she's fucked up. Right. And then he and like he and Kimber have like a moment where they hug. And I was like, I don't understand this. You're talking about how you have a, such a strained relationship with your daughter and you can't connect with her on an emotional level. But then you're like hugging the stranger. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I, I really don't know. It was, a, it was an odd choice. I guess it's nice to see that he can be uh, paternal, but I don't know. I wasn't convinced. Yeah, it was good to know a little bit of backstory on Pizzazz's mom. Like, no, she ain't dead. She left her, which is maybe even a stronger, you know, psychological blow uh, because it's like death of a parent plus abandonment issues. And like, you know, obviously she didn't love her enough to stay. My guess is that like, he married like he got some like mail order bride from eastern europe when she was like young and hot and then she got less hot so he sent her away oh booted a bitch out yeah that's my theory yeah 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 the pure arabian horses might have been code also for another child wife (laughs) oh my god um so yeah basically um Kimber at this moment is like, I'm ready to write that song. Um, and then Jerrica and the holograms come in, like when Kimber is finished writing and they're like, oh, it's too late. There are no flights available. Um, yeah, it's like, why did you drive them to this fucking, like, I don't know, horse ranch thing if you knew this was going to be a problem? Uh, fortunately, though, Mr. Gabor proves that any problem can be solved with money. Uh, <laughs> he hooks them up. He calls up American Aviation, and we get this, like, very short scene of the CEO of American Aviation, who just, I don't know, I kind of fell in love with him, because he was wearing, like, a power suit and black sunglasses, and I was like, you are the 80s, sir, and I want to party with you. Yeah, he looked like the human embodiment of cocaine. Exactly, exactly, in, like, the best way. Yeah, so we cut to this party that, this Father's Day bash, um... That banquet, banquet. Banquet, excuse me. Yeah, it's important to be precise. Um, and video looks pretty good. I like her dress. Um, but everyone is being such a little bitch to her because Jem hasn't turned up, which, like, understandably, because video in the previous scene to get them to all believe her that she really did know famous people, like, 
spilled the beans that Gem and the Holograms were coming and, like, promised that they would be there. Right, So everyone's right, right. kind of pissed. That being said, though, this, like, mayor dude who comes through saying, like, now we don't have a band, the whole banquet is ruined. It's like, what, dude? What? I don't understand... Like, okay, I get it. Live music is necessary for a Father's Day banquet, so the whole thing's ruined now? I don't know. I, 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 I'm unfamiliar with this concept, but it seems like a little bit of a stretch. I mean, it's the only thing that happens in Mulberry, apparently. Yeah, right, true. Which is the, the, the Father's Day banquet that everyone goes to. Um, and this is where we get Evil Uncle Buzz thinking that Clash is, like, part of the band. He's like, oh, like, Clash, why don't you and the other misfits go perform? And I just love how the misfits are having none of it. They're like, this bitch, she is not in our band. She follows us around, <laughs> but she is not in our band. Telling this to, like, her, like, the bitch's father. And she even I is know. like, maybe for this, like, one moment, I can be in the band. They're like, no, 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 no. You are not, like, you can't sit with us. Uh, I. Yeah, she also says, like... I was just gonna say that was one of the more powerful lines in the in the entire episode for me. They they like they totally tell her like you don't just become a misfit. You're you you know she wasn't. You're either born a misfit or you're not. And I was like, whoa, yeah. wow, like <laughs> that is so deep. Like you know what is a misfit? It really made me stop dead in my tracks and be like, what <laughs> is a misfit? <laughs> I mean, if you don't know, then you aren't one. I think it's basically a, that's. The thing. <laughs> uh, and then they continue to laugh at her face, which again is priceless. <laughs> and Jenna says something like, "Oh, Yank, what you say? What did your popsy just say?" <laughs> um. Great impersonation! Wow, was she here? <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty bad at accents, but it's, uh, you know, it's fun to try. Um, so, anyway, the plane lands. Which and... also, this fucking plane is also, actually, to bring up the Transformers again, I was like, this plane is going to transform into a, like, a mechanized robot thing. It is the flashiest fucking plane in the world. Flashiest or flappiest? Flashiest. I don't know, they call it a Concorde a couple times, and I was like, I don't know what a Concorde is, but this <laughs> plane looks super dope. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a good, it's a good plane. I was having uh, a plane moment, all right? Just, let <laughs> me have it. I think you almost invented a new word, flappiest. I like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't want that ever to describe me, but I can see where it'd be useful. Um, so yeah, the plane lands and um, Jem comes out, followed by Gabor arm in arm with Kim. I know. It's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I know. Like, why, like, Kimber, sad... like, you, you just met him. Why are you holding onto his arm? It was creepy. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and Pizzazz, like, freaks out, like, understandably, like, yeah. one, knowing Pizzazz, and two, like, he told her earlier that he didn't have time for her on Father's Day. Um, and he so comes she... through with some other arm piece. Like, what? <laughs> And she, he, like, went out of his way to get a jet for them and, like, came to Mulberry. Why did he have to come to Mulberry? Yeah, he's 0%. That doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah, it really didn't. Um, anyway, she's upset that he didn't have time to hang out with her and that she's consorting with the enemy. And, like, he's just like, I don't have to justify anything to you. And I'm like, that's not how you make this better, 
this or yeah he really fucked <laughs> it anyway. up as he's continues to like latch on to this relative stranger uh <laughs> anyways then we cut yeah. to yeah. um we cut to the the performance before we start like jim i thought her like i thought she was looking kind of busted in this outfit something seemed off yeah i there were a lot of shoulder pads and she was wearing like a zoot suit like some sort of three-piece suit that was too big for her i don't know i, didn't like I wasn't it. a fan i wasn't a fan either yeah um and we got the song you're always in my heart um a ballad for daddy exactly for all the daddies everywhere <laughs> a dad ballad yeah i don't know a dallad but yeah. it a <laughs> doesn't really work <laughs> No, it doesn't. Raindrops fall, breezes blow, but you're always there in my heart. Photos fade, youth is gone, but you're always there in my heart. Time goes by, life goes on, but you're always there in my heart. You're a part of me as I am of you. And anyway, yeah, so it's another kind of, like, daddy-centric montage. You get some Kimber moments. We get some Gabor pizzazz flashbacks. Um, and we see, like, they're still not making up, which was kind of sad. I thought it was actually kind of a little heartbreaking. Like, there's, like, a scene, like this one scene of Kimber and Jerrica walking with their dad, and then it transitions. Like, they're going through various seasons, and it ends with them alone in, like, a winter setting. And I was like, oh, okay, that actually is not bad visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was sad that Pizzazz and her dad didn't make up. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why they didn't give that to us, you know? Like, why does, why is Pizzazz, like, I don't know, perpetually emotionally devastated? She never catches a break. No, she really doesn't. Um, well, anyway, this song kind of ends, well, it does end the episode. Um, so, Matt, what were some of your general impressions? I'm kind of curious. I mean, as as the theme song at the intro stated, it was truly, truly, truly outrageous. I I, <laughs> I just was like a little confused watching it, but I I loved it. I was like, this is perfect. It kind of matched matched my my mood for the day, and like I felt like there were some like moments where I got like. Hillary Duff anti-bullying vibes. You know, you remember those like anti-bullying ads that she did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was like, okay, like I feel like, and some of them like some sometimes like they like struck me as like a Hillary Duff. Like I was like, okay, like this is a Hillary Duff like anti-bullying ad like wrapped up in a in a you know in in part of the episode. So that (laughs) they're pretty they're pretty heavy-handed with their I guess like quote-unquote moral lessons they're trying to impart. yeah, as heavy-handed yeah. as a Hillary Duff PSA. Yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect way to describe it, actually. It's just so basic, and it's like, ugh, Hillary Duff, no one asked. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no one asked Hillary Duff to tell people that using gay as a negative is bad. That was that set, that set, that set us back, like, 15 years, I swear to God. <laughs> like, like, Hillary, thank you, but also, like, no thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, why do we? Th- why did that like land so poorly? I don't know because it was just it was done in like yeah that very like basic. This is like you know not okay and like it's not oh it's not cool to not be okay kind of thing. I don't know. It was ahead of its time. I feel like she was like really. 
<laughs> if it aired now, it would be just as funny. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it was like way behind. Yeah, and it was also tailored. Like, it was also tailored for like pubescent teenage white girls, where it's like I don't think that's like the 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 largest chunk of the demographic creating problems for gay people worldwide. You know. Yeah, like, no roughneck from, like, Omaha is going to be like, Hillary. Hillary, <laughs> <laughs> she showed me the light. Like, Uncle Buzz learned a lesson from Hillary Duff, and he's like, now I'm not a Republican. Like, <laughs> Thanks, Hillary Duff. <laughs> Fun fact, um, actually, in the Gem and the Holograms movie, Hillary Duff uh, has a song in, like, the, as part of the soundtrack. Does she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The like song, the like the big song that the in the movie Gem and the Holograms has is a uh, Hillary Duff song. Oh, what song is it? What's it called? Um, I don't remember, but in the chorus, it does frequently use the term Indian summer, which I was like, is this problematic? I, I've never even heard this term before. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, I don't know. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah truly know what it means yeah me neither it's like it's something to the effect of the hot like an indian summer and then the rest of the chorus goes on um and yeah i never heard it i was like do you mean india so that's it makes it okay or do you mean you know indigenous people i feel like someone needs to make a psa about this just to inform people (laughs) yeah yeah we should just like make targeted (laughs) psas like at Hillary Duff. Right, right. Like, like, audience of one, and that audience is Hillary Duff. It's like, Hillary, this is what you need to know. This is a public service announcement. Like, I don't know. We can make one about coming clean. But, like, I, I don't know what we would even say. That song is not problematic. It's a banger. Um, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those. Um, so also, Matthew, we um, we choose at the end of every episode uh, a baddest bitch and a weakest bitch. So um, we'll start with we'll start with the weakest. Do you have any nominees? Ooh, uh, um, I think I mean besides like the trend setting hairstyle, I think Clash in this episode for me. <laughs> Was was just you know bringing problems, not not you know not not for me. No, you have very good instincts. We hate Clash here. Uh, she's a fugly ass baby. Uh, <laughs> she got laughed at in front of her father by her friends, quote unquote friends. Yeah. She was not but even allowed to be a misfit. Like, how do you not yeah, become yeah. like you know? She wasn't born a misfit, as we knew from the baby video. Yeah, truly. I mean, like, I would. Also say, like, Video and her parents are up there for, like, weakest bitches. Actually, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. At least, like, at least the parents were pretty fucking weak. We could also nominate the entire town for their, like, stupid daddy day banquet yeah. idea. <laughs> the town of Mulberry for their Father's Day banquet, which, um, still gonna say, <laughs> not a thing. <laughs> uh yeah, but honestly, I think Clash is the best one. Like, she was the fucking worst. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, always yeah. Is. exactly. I think she takes the uh, the the weakest cake. Um, now, who do we think is the baddest bitch? Hillary Duff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, definitely not. Hard pass. Yeah, no. Even if she was like doing a one woman show, 
Like, I still wouldn't nominate her as the baddest bitch of that show. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's, it's an audience member. It's probably me sitting through this fucking Hillary Duff <laughs> one-woman show. It's pretty badass of me. Um, I think maybe Kimber. I, I was going to say Kimber, too. Like, she was mad difficult and a little bit whiny, but she had a, an emotional arc, and she stuck to her guns for a lot of it. Yeah, and she ended up writing a song, which I actually think is maybe their best ballad that they've ever done it, is that why she at the end when she finished writing that song i noticed that she wrote the end but then i was like listening <laughs> at, like to the lyrics of the song at the end i was like is she really gonna say the end like i'm very curious and she didn't say the end so i was like wow that's like such a such an idiosyncrasy about her like she must just sign all of her songs with the end like that's yeah. great yeah, I could see that. She's 16 years old and hella dramatic. <laughs> That's so weird. The end. Yeah, no one does that. Um, yeah, you know, I like that about you, Kimber. Um, that's a good reason. Um, yeah, Kimber, I think you're the baddest bitch. Let's do it. Let's call it. Yeah. It's literally our job and no one else's and no one will refute our claim. She's going to do great things. Um, I also want to give a shout out to the biggest bitch, meaning like the biggest bitch in like regular terms mm-hmm. layman's terms um jerica i think she was awful oh dude episode. she was like if i if she was my blood sibling i i wouldn't know what to do with myself I'd be like you're literally the worst i cannot rely on you for shit um i get it you know you're you're closed off emotionally and you're mad demanding and you're an enforcer of child labor but um <laughs> also kindly fuck off yeah yeah, yeah that wasn't cool um, but yeah, um, with our titles of baddest, weakest, and I guess biggest bitch given to their rightful recipients, um, that brings us to the end of yet another episode of Gem Girls Podcast. Um, please check out our social media. We're on Facebook. No, we're not. We're not. We're kind Facebook. of on Facebook-ish. I don't we're know. kind of on Facebook, but I haven't updated that shit in like five months yeah whatever old um, people are on facebook slash the gem community so we should probably avoid it at all costs <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah no truly um we're on instagram definitely we're on twitter definitely um and our handle is at gem girls podcast and uh while you are cruising the information super highway slash busting out your phone to subscribe to our podcast and wherever you find podcasts because already you're hooked you can't get any more you want more uh while you're there make sure to rate us and review us and by rate us and review us i mean five stars and a positive review that's our policy uh so thank you for partaking uh, in that and spreading the good word of gem across the lands uh, and yeah, with that, a special thank you to our guest commentator on this week's episode, uh, Matt Wall. Class. Thank you, thank you. It was truly, truly, truly outrageous. So outrageous. Uh, <laughs> so outrageous. Uh, okay, well, we'll we all of that said and done, I am Orifus Jones. And I'm Hakuna Matidis. And until next time, stay, stay outrageous. outrageous. <laughs> That wasn't that bad. I liked it. Okay. <laughs> I just heard Matt be like, stay <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs>